Welcome to Heels in the Courtroom, a podcast about successfully navigating law and life, featuring the women trial attorneys at the Simon Law Firm. Today on Heels in the Courtroom, we're going to be talking about meeting with new potential clients. Amy, take it away. (laughs) A number of years ago, in a land far, far away, (laughs) we rebranded, gosh, probably 10 years ago. And prior to that time, we had had our firm's name and the phrase attorneys and counselors at law under our name, which is a little bit of an old fashioned reference to lawyers. And when I thought about that, and the decision was was being debated about whether to keep that or go more streamlined, I advocated that we should keep it. Because I believe my role is not only to be an advocate as an attorney, but truly to be a counselor for our clients in the sense of helping them through a hard time. And I don't think that this is particular to plaintiff's work. I think anybody involved in litigation, whether you're the plaintiff or the defendant, certainly needs help with that process. I guess there's our, there are sophisticated parties in certain types of litigation, but for the most part, that's not the case. And I felt very strongly that counselors should still be in our title because that is a lot of what we do. And I think it's a lot of what our clients need. So we kept it. And Amy, you're saying attorneys and counselors at law from day one, from new client meetings on. Absolutely. And that is manifested in that first meeting when I think being a good listener is, is key You want to hear your client's story so you can analyze it and decide whether there is a lawsuit that can be pursued successfully. But at the same time, being a good listener and giving feedback and indicating to this person or this family member that we can help. It's not always, and I'm very, I try to be very clear, especially in that first meeting, I don't know that at this point, I don't know enough to know whether you have a meritorious lawsuit. But what I can tell you is I can learn some facts that you probably don't know yet because we haven't collected all the evidence or the records, and you're going to learn something. I'm going to provide you some information that hopefully will allow you to feel better about this situation. Now, the answer might be there's not a meritorious lawsuit, there's no negligence, but I'm going to get some questions answered for you. And Every time that I have turned down a case after meeting with a client or getting some initial information and having gathered records, I can provide them information. And when, even if the answer is there's no lawsuit, almost every time the information that we've been able to provide has been appreciated and has answered some questions that the client or the family members have that, that they didn't know the answer to previously And it helped them move past the situation. So it kind of sounds like you're at least putting the potential new client in a better position when they leave you versus when they came in. Knowledge is power. And a lot of times the knowledge that they need is not available to them easily. And so they need a lawyer to get it. And at the very least, I can provide that. Erica, I want to ask you something about how you do conduct new client meetings or potential new client meetings. Do you have a standard format that you follow or does it depend on who the client is? You know, I don't have a standard format, but I have kind of a standard intro 
if you will, to okay. start off the conversation. So let me jump back a couple of steps. From a logistical standpoint, I think something that our firm and our attorneys do really well is when we learn of a potential case or someone has contacted us, we are extremely responsive. And that would seem kind of like a no-brainer among attorneys, but the more I kind of hear about how other people practice, maybe that's not always the case. And I think that... What do you mean by being responsive? Well, so when I put myself in a potential client's position, they've picked up the phone or done their research or reached out to us in some way. And that step takes a lot of courage. And it also is usually an emotional step for the type of clients that we represent in the sense of our personal injury clients. Because their case either involves a personal injury or a wrongful death, it obviously is a personal matter to them. And I think it takes a lot of guts and a lot of gusto to contact an attorney. And, and even if that wasn't a struggle for the person, they have a lot of indignation behind the idea of contacting an attorney. So I think that the most important thing is that we are very responsive when we hear about a case and we try to investigate and make a decision on that case very quickly. Even if that decision is to sit down and meet with the potential client, that decision needs to be made quickly, just as quickly if we're not the right type of attorneys for that client. They need to know that right away too. So I think the most important thing is that we if we are going to take the next step and sit down with a potential client, we make that decision quickly and get that scheduled. So the person who contacts us knows that we are ready to meet, we're willing to meet, and let's get going. Because as you guys all know, once we sit down with a client, there's, I mean, you hit the ground running. And once you have that case in the office, it is now your responsibility and you take on that responsibility and if it's a case that you are decide to go forward with, then it is important enough and it it will occupy your time. And if we've added that case to our firm, then that has a level of importance that it wouldn't have had we not you know decided to go forward with with that case. So I think the most important thing is making sure to be extremely responsive. So there's so many things that happen before you sit down and talk with the person face-to-face in that meeting. And the important thing about format or opening for me is that I always start with saying, hey, I have an agenda for this meeting. There's certain things I want to cover. There's certain things I want to educate you on. There's certain things we're going to talk about. But I know it took a lot for you to get to this point and come into this meeting. Are there any questions that you have for me right off the bat before I kind of launch into this meeting? And most of the time, people want to just start talking about the facts and things like that. And that's where I would have started anyway. But I think it's important to keep in mind that, you know, you don't know where that person's coming from. And maybe they have a top of mind concern that, you know, you need to give them the opportunity to start with. And I think that having that level set and knowing that I care about what's on their mind to start with, even though I have an agenda for the meeting, is really important in building rapport and communicating to our clients and our potential clients from the get-go that this is how this entire representation is going to go. We start with you and what is your concern, and then I'll let you know you know, what I need or, or what my concern or my agenda for the call or the meeting is. So let's say new client calls, sets up a meeting, you're meeting with them. I know that Amy has talked about being an advocate and a counselor from 
day one, you know, getting them at least as much as many answers as we possibly can, whether or not we can represent them and pursue a lawsuit on someone's behalf. Erica's talking a lot about being responsive to clients. I kind of want to ask a question about setting expectations with clients and also talk about records. Amy talked about getting records. I think Erica, you touched on getting records. What does that mean? How do you go over expectations and and timelines with clients? Um, I find that that's a, a huge portion of new client meetings. I often spend talking about expectations and information gathering and how long that takes. So Liz, how do you talk to clients about expectations and what it means to get the records? So I think it's important first to learn as many facts from the client as you can. So you have the Obviously, we don't have all of the information, but you can have as much information as possible before you start talking about what your plan is or what your expectations are. I like to set that out as early in the relationship as possible during that initial meeting, I think is the best opportunity to. And I explain it to my clients as, um, look, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm going to be completely forthright with you. And I think clients appreciate knowing that you're not jerking them around. I mean, I always think about that Seinfeld skit where Kramer goes in to meet with the lawyer and he talks about, oh, you have a million dollar case. You know, think of McDonald's hot coffee and all of that. And, and I think that's kind of the the image that a lot of people still have of plaintiff's lawyers. And, and I feel that because the number of clients I've had who the first thing out of their mouth is, I'm not the suing type. I, 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 I don't like litigation. And so I feel like I need to break that at the beginning and say, I'm going to be very honest with you. Sometimes I'm going to be brutally honest with you because I don't want to be six months down the road and them say, you didn't tell me that before. Well, I didn't know. Had I known this, I, I wouldn't have gone through with it. And so I tell them very early on, this is my analysis of your case. I'm going to look at what your injuries are. I'm going to look at what our venue is, what I think a jury would do, what I think a a defense attorney is going to say, how they're going to defend the case. That way, when an opposing counsel maybe accuses you of causing your own injury or failing to, to minimize your own injury, or worse, when they accuse your loved one. If you have a wrongful death case of of causing their their injury, then I'm going to tell you that at the beginning, that that might come out. But additionally, this is especially important in Missouri, where we have caps on damages. And I think that that needs to be discussed, that at the end of the day, you know, maybe a jury will award you a million dollars, but the court's going to reduce it for this much. And I don't want to be waiting for a jury verdict to finally tell my client that, oh, by the way, this is as much as we're going to get. They need to have that in the back of their mind from the beginning. And so I have that conversation very early, and I'm, I'm very blunt with clients that I am providing them a, a realistic and an honest analysis. Don't you think that's a respect issue, though? I mean, if, if your client's coming to you for your legal counsel, it's not an exchange between friends where you're saying, oh, let me, let me temper this message so it you know, doesn't hurt your feelings or something like that. I mean, they're coming to you for your legal counsel. And while we do that, especially the women in this room who I've seen do this job and treat clients with such compassion, we will give you that compassion and we will be here in in your ear and, you know, a shoulder to lean on. 
but we're always going to give you the information straight and inform you of your legal rights and the risks and benefits that go along with proceeding with a lawsuit. Oh, I agree. It's a respect issue. I think it's our ethical obligation yeah. as attorneys to to not jack clients around. They they deserve to know. They're coming to an expert for a reason. Mm-hmm. This question's for anyone who wants to uh, talk about their experience with it. What do you tell a new client about timeline? The question that I always get from new clients is, how long is this going to take? Especially when I talk about information gathering and making sure we have enough questions answered before we decide whether or not we can move forward with their case. So how do you answer the how long is this going to take question? I tell them it's going to take longer than you want. It's going to take a long time. You don't want someone who's going to make snap decisions on your case to do it right we have to do a thorough investigation we do so much of our work before we ever file a lawsuit because we have to do our investigation we have to know what we're talking about we have to hire our experts so there's going to be a lot of things that are going on before we even get to the lawsuit phase and I ask for their patience I'm not afraid to apologize to clients if it's taken longer than they expect I think you're right. I think it starts with setting expectations early on. I will tell you, I have a conflict within myself. I don't like to tell people this is going to take six months for me to gather records because that sounds terrible. But I have this conflict of wanting to sound efficient and wanting to have this optimistic view of how long things take and, and put that against how the reality of it is. So I will say... I will almost always say this is going to take longer than you expect. I can tell you that even if you don't hear from me every day, we are working on your case. We are gathering records. They are, it, it is in process. It takes a long time to do this well. And most of the time, people are very forgiving if you are upfront with them to begin with. And then again, I'm not afraid to apologize. I'm not afraid to call a client back and say, I'm sorry that you haven't heard from me in a few weeks, but here's what's been going on. And please, please feel free to call me anytime. I'm never upset about it. It's a good thing for you to feel like you can call me anytime. And I think something else too, that I've encountered with a lot of potential new clients at their meetings is after they're done sharing what, what happened to them and how they perceived the ins and outs of what may have happened at a hospital or, or, or wherever it happened. Me telling them that I still need to get the medical records to look at it. And it's not really conditioning, more of an expectation that I believe what they're telling me, but I, but we have to get those records in order to see whether or not we can move forward with the lawsuit. I think that it's important to explain the law to your client at that point and how we have to prove a case at trial. And explain to them that you wouldn't be doing your job if you weren't verifying all the facts and evidence at the outset when you decided to bring a lawsuit. I think giving an impression of the gravitas and the importance of our firm deciding to go forward with a lawsuit, because there's such a small percentage of cases that we take forward out of the cases that we may have an opportunity to look at, it's so important that your client understands why you need the time. And Amy, like you said, you know, I get the question a lot of, you know, what's the timeline? And I'm always really upfront with the timeline. So expectations are set. 
But at the same time, I expressed to them also my own frustration with how long things take in litigation. And for better or worse, for everyone in my life, I have an unyielding sense of urgency, which (laughs) makes me quite annoying once in a while. (laughs) And I've gotten very comfortable with that problem because it's a strength and a weakness, right? Impatience Um, is a virtue. It really is. And I think it's just like my very focused and astute, like channeling of unmedicated anxiety. (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) I want everything done yesterday. Right. (laughs) Um, And and I'm genuine when I say that because that is is how I practice. And so I can tell my clients, you know, here's what we're looking at for the timeline and here's what we're going to be doing during that time. Here are the steps that need to be taken for us to investigate a case. And also, I mean, I switch this often to say what the per, my perspective was from the defense side, but it also takes time on the defense side. You need to explain to a client that you are at the mercy sometimes of the information you can gather in discovery. You're at the mercy of, you know, what kind of documents and claims you can learn and, and really work up and react to. So it, Amy is a hundred percent right that it's always going to take longer than a client expects. But if they understand that from the get go and really understand the process, I think it's much easier to swallow and easier to get your work done in the very careful way that it needs to be done. I, I don't think clients want us to cut corners and we need the time to make sure we do not. So you've set, you've met with your client, you've set the expectations, talk to them about what your initial thoughts are on their case and how you're going to move forward in evaluating it and the need to do that because of what we as plaintiff's attorneys have to show with our burden in any case. Can someone speak to how we have aligned interest with our client as far as how we take cases and what a contingency fee is? Do you talk about that at the initial meeting and how do you talk about that with your client? It's easy for me to bring it up because I walk them through the contract. It's written into the contract that this is a uh, contingency fee basis. And, uh, and what for, does that mean? For anyone who doesn't know what that means, yeah. it, it's that it's a very easy line of, you know, we don't get paid unless you get paid, meaning we're not going to take a fee unless we get you some sort of compensation, whether that's a settlement or all the way to a jury verdict. I think clients really appreciate contingency fee basis, not just because obviously they don't have to pay anything up front, but it shows that we've got some skin in the game as well. And and I explain to them really more when I'm, if I'm rejecting a case, I explain that, look, this is how we would ultimately get paid. And I think this really comes up, and I just had this happen, where there may have actually been negligence. There was, if it's a medical malpractice case, there was a breach in the standard of care, but ultimately the damages are so low or not there that it would be unwise to file a case because even if we did get something back, it would all go to fees and expenses. It it just wouldn't be worth it. And I explained that to my clients. Look, we're fronting everything, you know, at, at the beginning. You're not on the hook for anything. If we lose, we're not going to come after you for any fee or our time or, or the, whatever we spent to help litigate the case. But I'm very careful in the cases that I take. And also, if I don't think a case is, is going to be very successful, even if we've got decent facts otherwise, if I don't think a case is going to be successful, I'm not going to drag you and your family and your loved ones through three years of litigation just to get nothing at the end of the day. For you to get paid and for your expenses to be reimbursed and then the client to get nothing. Exactly. I I think that that is, I think that's wrong on a moral level. And I I think that's unethical as 
just as an attorney. But I I tell them that because of this, I'm not going to do this to you. You can talk to another lawyer. Maybe they'll disagree with me. You're always free to talk to someone else. But but that's how I operate because I'm trying to be fair and honest with people. And after fees are discussed and, you know, you're kind of closing out the end of your new client meeting, something that I like to do is not only give them the con- my contact information, but also let them know that they're going to be working with a team here at the Simon Law Firm. Um, Erica, do you want to kind of talk about how you close out your new client meetings? Yeah, I have my team in the first client meeting with me. I don't think we always used to do that, but I do that pretty routinely. And for a couple of reasons. First, because I want our clients to know that they can also rely on my team and know them and start to build a rapport with my paralegal and my assistant as well. But also it takes the burden off me to take meticulous notes during the meeting so I can really listen and engage. And I think that that's really important as well. So the potential client knows they have my full attention during the meeting And there's someone else here who's going to record everything, which is also part of the purpose of the meeting to take down all that information. And how do you, you know, say goodbye to your potential client leaving, knowing that you've built that rapport with them? I mean, always a handshake, sometimes a hug, man. I mean, (laughs) those meetings can get pretty personal. (laughs) I always say I'm going to send you a letter and it's going to have my homework and your homework. So I'm going to explain that this is what I need you to do, if anything, and I'm going to explain what my goal is in the short term and what our plans are. And that way, because, you know, we talk and we talk and we talk, and we've done this many, many times, and this is probably the first time ever that uh, this person has talked to a lawyer or at least talked to a lawyer about something like this. And it's like when you go to the doctor and they're explaining something and you're half understanding it, right? So this is, you, I think that we're very clear and we're very explanatory and we're, we are really doing our best to explain exactly what's happening. And I don't really know exactly how much at the end of the day they're going to remember. So I, the last thing I want to do is not give them a piece of paper that explains what's happening. So that's what I tell them. I said, look, I'm going to send you a letter. It's going to have what I'm going to do. It's going to have what you're going to do, anything. It's going to have all my contact information. Call me whenever. You're going to walk out here and you're going to have a question. I guarantee it. You're going to have a question. Call me. Call Donna. Here's my email. Email is the best way to reach me because I can answer it in my pajamas or whatever, whatever you do. And people, I think, appreciate at the end of the day knowing that you're accessible. Because, Erica, like you said before, this is a big deal to uh, most people to find a lawyer and come downtown and come into an office building and figure out how to park and get here (laughs) and all that. And they want to feel like they've been listened to, they've been respected, and that they understand mostly what's going to happen. And that's our job. And and usually at the end, I say, look, this is going to be a relationship. This is going to be a long-term relationship if this case is something that's going to go forward. You have to trust me. At the end of the day, I'm going to be asking you to make some really tough decisions about your case. I'm going to be there for you. I'm going to guide you through it. But you're going to have to make some tough decisions, too. So you need to trust me starting now. And if that includes you shopping around, talking to other lawyers, please do. Because I need to know that you're picking me because you trust me. And then I think that really leaves them on a solid uh, setting going forward. That's how I do it. And I got to go get my hair done. 
Okay, so takeaways from meeting with clients. (laughs) My takeaway is to be a good listener. My takeaway is to make sure that your client knows that you care about them and that you're taking the time to listen to them, which is kind of a repeat. My takeaway is to go into the meeting prepared, have some sort of analysis ready so that you can give as much information to the client as you possibly can with what little information you really do have. Set expectations. That was also going to be my takeaway, but I learned so much during this episode. So thank you guys. You're ready for your first new client. I feel great about it. Thank you. Thanks for joining the conversation today with Heels in the Courtroom. Join us at heelsinthecourtroom.law to continue the conversation or contact us. Thanks so much. Heels in the Courtroom is brought to you by The Simon Law Firm. Connect with Amy, Liz, Mary, Erica, or Elizabeth at heelsinthecourtroom.law.